0: Social Strategy Podcast, Episode 30, Number 30. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old fashioned networking. And now, your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast. Bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, this is episode number 30. That is 30 episodes in. Yes, we have made the milestone of 30 recorded episodes. And, you know, quite honestly, it's it's been going better than ever. Uh, I'm loving what's happening on the podcast here lately. And things are going really, really well. So thank you guys so much for the support and all the ratings and reviews. I'm going to get right into this episode because it is a good one and it is the first repeat guest on the show. So I will see you guys on the back end. Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, this is actually a special occasion. I've not had a repeat guest on the show. And Patrice Washington is actually the f- person that I wanted to be my repeat guest. And luckily, I got a chance to have it happen before we saw each other again later on this month at the Financial Bloggers Conference. So, Patrice, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I didn't I didn't know that fun fact.
0: Okay. That I first.
1: Oh, my gosh, I'm so flattered. Thank yeah, I, you. Didn't,
0: I didn't want to tell you until I did the small intro. So, let me let me give people a little brief about you and what's been going on. So, I met Patrice at the Financial Bloggers Conference last year in September. So, it's been a year that we've known each other and it's been crazy crazy. She was first on the show in December. And, you know, if you guys just search for Patrice Washington, you'll find it, you know, on the website and you can, you know, go and look at the show notes and all the links. And she had just announced that her book was coming out and all kinds of stuff that was going on. She was going to be on Steve Harvey's show and Steve was launching her book. And since then, catch us up to what's been going on in your life.
1: Oh my gosh. Where do we start? Vern. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm really honored. And it has been, man, an amazing, amazing year. Um, so I think I even said first here that I was going to be on the Steve Harvey show, right? You
0: You broke it on my show.
1: Yeah, I did. You were the first person that I shared that with. Um, so I, you know, at the time that I was on the show last, I thought that it was that one interview, you know, Steve has been a mentor of mine since college. Um, and he seen me just out here, just working, just really working to inspire and empower people and move people from debt management to money mastery. Right. And he was giving me a shot in January. And I honestly was like, so grateful for that. I thought that was it. Right. And I go on the show the day I released the book, which was January 8th or 9th, the day I released the book, they end up getting about 800 emails with financial questions, (laughs) and they invited me back. Um, It ended up being one of the most replayed um, on their SoundCloud, one of the most replayed interviews that month. I mean, with all the celebrities and big names they interview, so they really saw that there was a real need for just down-to-earth, straightforward, just financial education, which you know I call real money answers. And so they invited me back in February. Awesome. I thought, man, this is a great second opportunity. And I'm gonna go in here and rock it. And then, you know, I'll be grateful for my two shots. Right. And they they helped me make uh the book, Real Money Answers for Every Woman, a number one bestseller um for several weeks in personal finance, which was amazing. It's still amazing. Um, and, uh, the second time I went in, they ended up getting about 1300 emails. And so Steve said, well, you have to come back and you have to come back. So (laughs) since then, um, I have had the opportunity to have my own segment, um, every Saturday it's called real money answers with Patrice Washington on the Steve Harvey Saturday show, which is in about 50 markets Mm -hmm. across the country. Um, and then on his regular show, I'll actually be on next Monday on the 8th. Um, on uh, the 8th of September, his regular show, I'm a part of his um, Breakthrough Monday series. So on the first or second Monday of each month, I come on and I do about 30 minutes during the show. And that reaches about 8 to 9 million listeners every time. And, you know, the book ended up helping me get a Stiletto Women in Business Award, a great national recognition. Um, I actually got added to Steve Harvey's tour, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk, um, talk about that. You know, just just opportunities to speak all over the country. And actually, I have another first for you. If you oh <laughs> <laughs> I will actually have my first... Major international speaking engagement, three cities in the Middle East. There's a Middle East tour. <laughs> uh, what? There's a Middle East tour um, coming up in November. Um, they're still trying to finalize who are the some some of the other people on the tour, so I can't really share names yet. But I am the woman um, wow. on that tour, and so for Thanksgiving this year, I'll be spending my my week in the Middle East.
0: That is crazy amazing and just I mean that's awesome thank you (laughs) wow I didn't know that you didn't tell me that one
1: I know see I had something for you too so that's that's the second first
0: (laughs) you know you started a trend on the show it's it's funny but almost everybody I talk to they talk about something they've not talked about or something that they're doing that's coming up so cool yeah you uh you start the trends and keep them going. <laughs> apparently, wow. So, which cities are you going to be hitting in the Middle East?
1: Um, so far that I know of, Dubai and Kuwait.
0: Oh, I guess which countries, not
1: cities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll be in Dubai and uh, we'll be in Kuwait, and I'm not sure of the third place just yet. But they're they're working on it. The promoter wow. uh, is working on it. So I'm excited. Girl, that is crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dubai is an awesome city. I have a a couple friends that live there, and some of the pictures and some of the stuff that I've seen there, I'm like, wow, it's an amazing place to visit.
1: Well, let me tell you the power of just words. You know, I so believe in just affirming things and speaking things into existence. Um, My husband went to Dubai earlier this year on business. And when he came back, I said, you know, it'd be awesome. Like, what Like, what if we just all went to Dubai at some point before the year is out? Like, we need to start planning that. And then life just kind of took off. You know, I just start being asked to do all these amazing things. And I've been gone every week. And I, my assistant and I never sat down and really planned it. And then about a month and a half ago, I get the call. <laughs> they invite me. And the only thing I said earlier in the year was, wouldn't it be amazing if we could like get to Dubai by before the end of the year? Who who's even saying stuff like that? But I just was thinking, like, man, I, and I would love to take my daughter. And so, you know, if they're paying for my assistant and I to go, then, you know, okay. I can swing that my ticket for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's Thanksgiving <laughs> break for her. Um, and so I'm really excited uh, about about being able to treat her to that experience as well. And this whole year has been about, you know, about that for me too, just really being able to show my little one what's possible.
0: Yeah, that that is amazing. And what a, what an inspiration for her. I mean, you know, think about it—going international before you're twelve,
1: <laughs> right? Before you're ten.
0: Yeah, I thought she—I thought she was like eight, but I She's wasn't seven. sure. Oh yes, my god! Okay.
1: Turned seven August first, and you know what? She also, because of a speaking opportunity that I had in March, she was able to get on the stage with Maya Angelou in March.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that picture. That yes. was amazing. Uh, that, thats well. I mean, that won't happen again, and that's something for her. I mean, that's history.
1: That's history. And Maya Angelou created a poem on the spot using her name in it several times on the stage in front of six to seven hundred women at the Women to Women conference that I spoke at as well here in Atlanta. And you know, so just just being able to see her have these experiences and hear her talk the way she talks and just she just knows that anything is possible is priceless. And it, it makes the the journey even sweeter, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that is amazing. And it's um it's it's such a, a credit to hard work and everything that you've been doing, because a lot of people will. Say, oh man, she just kinda of came up overnight. It's like, no, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. You've been working since I know <laughs> at least two thousand three when you were in college selling yeah. real estate. So
1: Yeah, this has been this has been a a hard fought journey, you know, like a hard fought battle. Like this is not definitely not an overnight thing. And you know, I would really caution people to be careful when you say things like that to people, you know. I I grind, Vern. I know. Like I grind. You know, there are nights that I do not sleep. There are days that I go to hotel rooms and lock myself up in a room just to get fifteen articles done. that I could send out to Black Enterprise and Huffington Post and send into the magazines that I write for. And it takes it takes sometimes being very extreme mm-hmm. and and sacrificing. And you know, to hear someone, you know, or have read the emails or the Facebook posts where people are like, man, you're lucky. Um, excuse not me. <laughs> like, what is, no, what does luck have to do with this? This doesn't have anything to do with luck. You know, it's the time in, you know, what you put in, you get out and, and what you put into the right places. Some of us put a lot of time into things that are not, not fruitful right? or not even supposed to, there's not what we're supposed to be doing, you know? So, um, it's not luck. I, I agree with you. It's hard that's, work.
0: That's interesting. So, let's go into that a little bit because I think that when people look at people that are successful they don't quite understand everything that goes into it. So you shared a story with me about Black Enterprise that you just sent them an article mm-hmm. and they liked it. So they featured it mm-hmm. and that established your relationship with the people over there. And you just kept working that relationship.
1: Right. And and actually, I didn't send it once. I emailed one person in particular because that's the contact name I, I have found online and someone else mentioned it. And I was like, OK, well, that's the name I have. I think I sent an email to that person probably six or seven times. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they were leaving the position that they finally passed on <laughs> one of the articles to the person who was coming up next. Right. And that person is, was was establishing new relationships. And they're the one that gave me a shot. But sometimes because people know that I, I've had this relationship with Steve Harvey for 13 years, they think, you know, um, You know, you must just know people or somebody put you down or put you on or something. I'm like, what? Everything. I won't say everything, but I would say really 75 percent of the opportunities that I've had really came from me just asking or seeing something online and taking immediate radical action, Um, you know, for Huffington Post. I actually saw an ass in the FinCon group on Facebook. I remember that. Yeah. And they they were asking for people. I immediately stopped what I was doing, took about 30 minutes, submitted some of my stuff for them to, to review. A day later, they said, Okay. And and then I put some articles out there, start submitting stuff and they've been featured and have done pretty well um, over on Huffington Post. And I continue to nurture that relationship. Um, hello, beautiful. I sent a blind email upscale <laughs> someone on Twitter who I have been admiring and, and just looking at um, the frugalista who was a, a, not even really so much of a financial blogger as much as she is just a personality was blogging about what steps she took to get out of debt. And I picked up her book. I would tweet her every day as I was reading the book, all the great quotes that I liked and told her she she was hilarious. She had me cracking up. Next thing I know, she goes, she tweets me, says, what's your email address? And I tell her my email address. She sends me an email with an editor on it and says, I can't write your article this month, but here's a great girl who loves personal finance and she can do it. Wow. That was in 2010. So. Yeah, it's building relationships, you know, without being sleazy. Right. <laughs> and I, I never asked her, can you put me on? Can you can you help me out? Can you introduce me? Can you anything? I genuinely was reading her book and enjoyed it and just wanted to share it with other people who I thought would enjoy it on Twitter. I, I now I was conscious enough to tag her in it. But I was, I was not begging her or asking her, or harassing her for anything, Exactly. Um, you know, and there's, there's the way to build relationships without being sleazy. And what I'm getting right now is a lot of sleazy stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think people don't want to take the time. Yeah. They don't want to take the time to nurture the relationship. They want what they want right now. Yeah. I want what I want and you're going to give it to me because I deserve it. And that's. It's not that way. You've actually got to work for it. You know, it's funny when you when you run into people or when people run into people like you that Mm -hmm. have a lot of connections, the first inclination, especially if they're not in the same place on the timeline that you are, is to say, hey, can you introduce me to or hey, can you give me so and so's email address? I've gotten that from people, you know, for just because of who I interview on the show. Right. So, you know, I've I interviewed Andrew Warner and I immediately got like 3 or 4 emails when that when that posted. It's like, "Hey, can you give me Andrew Warner's Skype address so I can give him a call?" I'm like, "No?" Like, who does that? What about no. his scheduling link?" And I'm like, "Are are you kidding me? That's not no, that's not how you do it. That's not how I did it. You you can email via the way he has for you to contact him. If he right. wants to talk to you, he'll talk to you. That's 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 funny that you mentioned that though. It's um,
1: it's crazy. It's, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you about the emails and the Facebook uh, messages, which I purposely did not download Instant Messenger on my phone because I don't I don't want it. I don't want the constant notifications oh, with people that are asking me stuff like, "Can you send? Can you send my info to Steve Harvey? Excuse me." Like, first of all, can you say hello to me? Can you you say that you supported me or you like something that I've done or you've read an article or you've read a book? Can you invest in me before you ask me to invest in you, number one? And number two, I don't know you from a can of paint. So what makes you think that I would jeopardize a 13-year profitable relationship by just sending off like, yeah, sure, here's this. Here's his phone number or let me, yeah, here's his personal email address. Why would I jeopardize the relationship that I have to do that for someone that I don't have a relationship with? Like, I have to know that if I were to introduce you to someone that I know, a celebrity or not, anyone, if someone wants to meet meet you, Vern, if someone wants to meet, I don't care who it is, my assistant, I'm not going to just introduce any old body. You have because my name is on the line. My reputation is on the line. And if they go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs with you, <laughs> then you're going to say, Patrice, why would you do such a thing? Right. Or wh- wh- what was that about? You know what I mean? So it just it baffles me that people think that it's that easy. You know, build. Re- there's too many other ways to build relationships. Like I said, with the Frugalista, her name is Natalie McNeil. It was really just tweeting, sharing. She does a um, a no buy month in February. I was teaching a class that February and I shared it with the class and had them share their experience via Twitter. Um, and so she saw that. Nice. But I I was doing a lot of giving, not with any intent on having something given back to me. It was just a great resource. So Don't try to use people. I would say if I had to give someone advice, don't try to use people for what you think they have. If you're going to share something, then just do it genuinely. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how you get the return on investment is that you share from your heart and you share genuinely and you really just make your first priority giving people good content making sure there's high value in what you offer and just being authentic and genuine to who you are and all the rest will fall into place. But so many of us are focused on me, me, me. And now, now, now that, we miss those opportunities that we could potentially get. We miss them because we're too self-focused.
0: No, that's, that's, that's a really good point. And it's, um, it's networking. It's all about building relationships and how you nurture those relationships. And it can be done online. Just like you said, I mean, if Mm -hmm. you just follow the example, if you want to build a relationship with an author or someone like that, that is in a different place that you, than you are and somewhere you want to get to, or you want a possible opportunity with that person, show them that you support their brand. Mm-hmm. You know, If you're reading their book, tweet out some stuff about their book. If Twitter's not your network, then do some Facebook stuff. I think Twitter is a better network for that kind of stuff because right. it's, it's immediate, and usually those people are looking at their Twitter accounts or at least once a week checking their Twitter accounts to see who at-reply them.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're
0: at-replying them, not asking for something, but you're just highlighting something that they're doing, They're, oh, okay, that was nice. And they'll notice you if you continue to do it over a period of time. You can't just reach out for whatever it is that you want. You got to work your way up to it.
1: And Vern, can I say this? If you are going to do that, can we look at all the other stuff that you tweet about? Yeah. (laughs) Can we look at your brand (laughs) as a whole? Because what happens is sometimes I have people tweet me quotes um, from my book right now and I'll you know I'm like oh that's so cool you know I've seen this lady's picture a couple times then I go to her to her profile and look at all the other stuff she says and Mm -hmm. I'm not impressed yeah I'm not impressed and so you know be in line (laughs) (laughs) you know like just be be in line like you can't tweet affirmations from my book and then be cursing folks out on Twitter like now, no matter what you say to me, I cannot associate the brand that I've worked so hard to build, and I'm continuing, continuing to work to build, with someone who curses folks out on Twitter.
0: Thank you so, so much for saying that.
1: So let's let's just be all in line.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's that's one of those things that you, you, you overlook, but I'm so glad that you said that, because I've had people that will interact with me, and I'll go on their profile, and I'm like, I can't follow you. Mm-mm. And, you know, I get the question, well, you you have more followers than you follow people. I'm like, yeah, that's on purpose. <laughs> because if I followed everybody that follows me back, I cannot have adult film stars tweeting <laughs> some of the stuff that they do. Because ha- I've had a couple, like, reach out to me and ask me to help them with social media. And I'm like, how did you get my, <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> my <No>. Twitter?
0: <laughs> and apparently, right. you know, I, I rank. High for some terms, I'm not sure what it is, but I've gotten a lot of people in entertainment Mm -hmm. requesting me to do some of their stuff, and it's like, Yeah, that's not really what I do, but thank you for the um, thanks for the (laughs) follow, and um, yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? You're like, Ah, yeah, no, sorry, Uh, that
0: that is so funny. So, let's talk about. Let's talk about this the stuff that you're doing. So in January, you went to Speaking Right. It's a Lisa, Lisa Nichols event. Is that Was that the first time that you had met Lisa Nichols, or had you been exposed Not to her before? What,
1: you know what? Um, that Speaking Right was later on in the year. I'm sorry.
0: Was it like February or March?
1: It might have been.
0: Or actually, April.
1: I want to say it was May.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. As a matter of fact, yeah, it was later.
1: Yeah, it was later. No, what happened actually um, is... I met Lisa Nichols, um, through a totally, a totally different way and, um, flew down to California because I was having meetings about some other stuff and we were able to connect and go to lunch and I fell in love with her. Like I've always loved her since the secret, um, back in the day, which was what, maybe 2005 or so the secret Mm -hmm. came out back then. Um, And ended up at lunch with her. And when I say that I was so... I'm not really, you know, like a groupie or anything like that. You know, like I don't really get starstruck um, or anything like that. But her energy is so amazing. And she's just so intuitive. And she's just so... She just oozes just grace and just possibility. She's just freaking amazing. So anyway, I'm sitting there talking to her and I couldn't even blink. I was so in her face. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we were just talking and she looked at me and she goes like, you really have a heart for people. And I'm like, I really do. And I'm like, I really respect you. And whatever you tell me to do, I will do because, you're a seven figure business owner as an author, speaker, and coach. This woman went from public assistance to her company going public at the end of last year. Um, and I said, whatever you tell me to do, I will do, you know, I think you're the person that I've been looking for that will help coach me to my next level. Um, and she said, when I look at you, I see myself like when I look at you, and how much you have a heart for people and how genuine you are, I see myself. And if you do what I tell you to do, I will be your coach. And I was like in love. It was a done deal. And so a couple of weeks later, I flew down to San Diego. I had a VIP day with her, which is where you spend a full day. She spends eight hours picking your business apart and helping you put it back together the right way. Um, and then I joined her global leaders program. Uh, which is a year long it's kind of like the m b a for authors, speakers, and coaches mm-hmm. um and I mean it doesn't just pick apart the art of speaking and coaching and even you know writing it it really looks at the business, your forecasting, your calendar. Um, what opportunities you accept your branding. I mean, just a bunch of stuff. And I've been in that program since February. That was my first one. I just got back from a training we did just um, before I went to Chicago, like a week week before last Um and she's been amazing. And she has been literally the coach, like my coach since since that very moment, telling me like, go stop, pause, wait, hold up, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> go, go faster. And so to have this woman who truly, I mean, she has a multiple seven figure business and she is traveling 300 days a year speaking. You know, her son is grown. Jelani is grown. I have a seven year old, so that's not quite you know, my vision, Right. but for the vision that I have, I know that I'm on the right track because of her guidance. And, and she's not, let me be clear. She's not mentoring or coaching me for free. Of course not. <laughs> right. Okay. It's an investment. Oh, uh, yeah, It's
0: a significant investment. I know how much she charges.
1: Yeah. GLP is a significant investment, but I'll tell you, look, it
0: can we, can we, can we share that number? Because I want, I want people to yeah. understand that, you know, you have to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think people get hung up on coaching and the cost of coaching and buying information products and stuff like that. And it's you have to understand that what you put into yourself is what you're going to get out. Right. So when you make a significant investment in someone who is, you know, further down the timeline where you want to be, they've been there. They know what you need to do. And it's just a matter of you aligning yourself with them. And you can't get that for free because it costs them so much to get there. Right. And I think people don't understand the cost that it takes to get there. There's family sacrifice. There's financial sacrifice. There's, you know, just the mental fortitude that you have to have to take your business from part-time to full-time to very successful yeah. Takes a lot. And then to recognize that you actually need someone else to help you get to that next level, because you could be totally fine with where you are right now or where right. you where you were, quite honestly, back in December of 2013.
1: Right. You and and cool. that's you're right. You're, that's what people don't get. But because if you have a vision of yourself and where you want to see yourself going, The reality of you being able to do it by yourself or the chances, I should say, are slim to none because you're going to spend so much time, energy and money, you know, doing a bunch of stuff that you don't have to do. Someone else has already gone through that for you. That's what I tell people that want to coach with me. You know, I was I was talking to someone yesterday who wants to take advantage of one of my VIP coaching days. And she kept saying, well, I don't know if I could spend that. And I said, so what you're saying is you're not sure if you can invest in your future self. Right. Like, you're, it's not about you spending money. Spending money is going to buy some shoes right now. This is an investment because I'm going to teach you how to make that money back and then tons times Right, <laughs> back. right. So with Lisa, um, I didn't even flinch. I I didn't even flinch when she said it. And it wasn't that I had all the money right then and there ready to write the check, quite honestly. It was that I knew that to get where I want to go, she was the person that could take me there Mm -hmm. um, because she's been there, done that. And so when I invested in the VIP day, that was eight hours with her. That's a twenty five thousand dollar investment. I think I got it for 20, um, which was I, I could tell you honestly, after two or three hours, my mind was blown. And I was I was like, man, I've gotten my money's worth two to three hours. From everything from her changing some of just my languaging so that I could attract different opportunities, which I have, and I'll tell you about that, to, oh my gosh, to her giving me the blueprint for how she rolled out her book tour. Wow. The exact step-by-step process. So now for my team and I, when I launch my next book, we're going to open up how Lisa Nichols Made The Chicken Soup For The African American Soul The Number 1 Best Selling Book At The Time In The Chicken Soup For The Chicken Soup Series um, We're going to look at exactly what she did and things have changed a little since then so we'll what maybe revise 20% of it yeah. <laughs> but the bones of it and what led to her, to her million dollar book deal yeah that's what we're going to do <laughs> So that's what you're paying for. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're investing in. And then the commitment for GLP is
0: Mm $47,500.
1: For you to be in a community of gladiators, um, men and women who are playing at the top of their game and who are dedicated to holding each other up. And it's a wonderful space because you can be absolutely brilliant. And 100% ignorant, all at the same time. Uh, yeah. And, and when I say that, it, it's you know, a lot of us are brilliant at what we do, but then there's parts in the business that are not your thing, and you're not good at that. I'm. I love financial education, but right now I spend a lot of time building an empire. Okay, well, that has nothing to do with financial education. I need to be sharpened in technology and in marketing skills and all these other things. And so I'm with a community of people from around the world who allow me to go to them and ask them questions and they come to me and ask me questions. And you're paying for the the network. You're yeah. paying for the community and the training is off off the hook and the the biweekly and monthly and quarterly accountability. <laughs> Means that you have no choice but to get things done. And so, um, working with Lisa Nichols and motivating the masses has been a total game changer.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it, it, uh, it just, it's a testament to coaching, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, you can't get to that next level in anything without a significant amount of investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. and without a coach that knows how to get you there.
1: Yeah, that's transparent, too. That's willing to say, look, this is what I didn't do well. Like, you don't have to do that. I did that for you. I, I messed up for you back in 09. So that <laughs> like you have the time and you have the opportunity to do this right the first time or get as close to right as possible. And, you know, when you have coaches that are willing, and her whole team, really, I get coached by several people on her team, they're just amazing. And so even when I look at it, as I continue to build on my own coaching programs and work with individuals, you know, whether it's on personal finance or also I'm working with people to figure out how to earn more money so that they can get out of debt and save more. I'm coaching from the same space and the same the same possibility that is that is infused in me. Like I don't believe that you should coach if you don't get coaching. Yeah. I just I don't I don't see, I don't understand. You know, like I don't or you you don't invest in coaching for yourself. I don't understand how you expect people to invest in you being their coach. You know, you need to be coached in something.
0: Um, You have to value yourself enough to invest in yourself.
1: Right. I mean, that's how champions are made. That that's how champions are made. That period. That's what I truly believe. So yeah. So I'm learning a lot, Vern, and just through working with Lisa and changing a few things, it, it makes the difference. It it makes thousands of dollars of difference.
0: <laughs> I bet. So I tell you what. So let's let's dig into that just a little bit. Uh huh. Give me give me one thing that you changed that everyone else can think about, look at and maybe change in their business that just makes a difference from a uh, just from a a better business standpoint of, you know, something that you can change to, I guess, make more money or position yourself better. What's one thing that you changed?
1: One thing that I changed in particular that has made a huge difference is um, being transparent, more transparent about my story. And so what Lisa taught me in particular was that my story, what I've been through with personal finance, the fact that I went from a 700 square foot condo to building a seven figure real estate business and then losing it all and having a scrape of change in 2009 to feed my daughter is a story that I need to share and not be ashamed of. Right. And when I first started out on this phase of my life with personal finance education, I didn't think, one, I wasn't comfortable yet saying it. Like it was still hurtful. I was still ashamed and embarrassed that I was the one in my family that made it and then I turned around and lost it. Right. And I didn't think that people would take personal finance. Uh, education advice for me. I didn't think they would understand that I did do everything that I could, that I I lived off of my savings for 18 months, which is phenomenal, you know, um that you know that I did everything I could and I still made some decisions that although they were um, well-intentioned, they didn't work in my favor. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think people could handle that. So my story for my first several years in this space was about the, the debt I had gotten into in college. And so I had just been telling that story, telling that story. When I finally sat down with Lisa and I told her my story, my more recent truth, that was true. But I told her my more recent truth. She's like, do you know how many people were hurting from the recession? And how many people just need some hope and need to know that there's life after loss? And you're a poster child for life after loss. You're a poster child for what you can create, even though you've been through those type of circumstances. She's like, and that's the truth that people want to hear. And that was in February. In March, I did a speaking engagement about 600 women at a church conference in Chicago. And I had never done my, you know, my normal kind of speech. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a keynote. I had never done my speech before and included that. And I just said, before I got on stage, I said, you know what? I was reminded by her words. You have nothing to hide. You have nothing to protect. No reason to pretend. Nothing to defend. Your truth is your truth. And they will accept your truth. And that was the first place where I shared my truth. I had people lined up wanting to hug me buy books, I was signing for three hours after I was done.
0: Yeah. People want to know that you're like them.
1: They wanted to know. And and that was a bit of information that I didn't know because we're in a world, especially with social media, where people pretend to be happy and pretend to be perfect every day, all day, and that everything is all good all the time. And I didn't think that people would be okay with my truth. And that has been, I think, the difference in my career and my business this year, that once I let that go, and I've been so open to sharing and so open to to just, just being my truth, sharing my truth, that um, it's allowed thousands, if not tens of thousands of people to just be okay and know one that there is hope, but two, that everything that you've been through is not without purpose.
0: Right. Wow, know? that is that is powerful.
1: Yeah. And so that's been the difference. And I mean, it's been freeing for me and it's also been very lucrative, I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. So tell me tell me about this um the power of success tour that you're gonna be on uh. with Tony Robbins, John C. Maxwell, Grant Cardone, Steve uh, Harvey, Steve Harvey, (laughs) Phil Town, um, and Dave Stratton, Uh, Phil Town and Dave Stratton. A lot of people may not know who they are, but everybody knows who John Maxwell is.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's like you know, uh, yeah, I know. You know, if you if you look at what I wrote down January first for what I you know expected out of this year. I, there's no way in the world you could have told me by October that I would be sharing the stage with so many of these people that I admire. Woo so much. I've been reading <laughs> John Maxwell books since I was in high school. Uh, yeah. Um, my mom used to have them and I'd be like, what is this mess? You know, Right, right. <laughs> but then, you know, you're a kid, you're like 15, like, I guess, you know, but still always taking little nuggets away. And so, um, yeah, that was another call. Um, same promoter that's doing that tour in the middle East that I told you about, Mm -hmm. Um, put together this Tony Robbins um, and Steve Harvey Power of a Success Tour. Um, And I guess they looked at the lineup and said, well, we need a woman.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not only just a woman, a black woman at that.
1: I know, I know. We need a woman, and we need somebody under 35.
0: Yeah, which is which is crazy. You're under thirty five.
1: Yeah, crazy. You know, I'm thirty three years old, and this year I will stand on the stage with men, um, in particular that I have just really looked up to from a distance for ten, some of them if not twenty years. Right, and right. so, um, it's an honor. We're we're starting in Indianapolis. In October, mm-hmm. um, October 18th will be in Indianapolis, it's Indianapolis. It's a full day of success principles and power. And it's just everyone sharing, you know, sharing different aspects um, of success. And, of course, I'll be talking about especially how to overcome Um, any type of financial loss and regain your financial power and find success there. Um, So we'll be there in October. And then we have a date, I believe in Orlando in November, and they're already looking at dates um, for early 2015. So just stay connected. But if you're in Indianapolis, you definitely need to come out. This is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. And for the people that are there, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I, I was looking at the um the early bird pricing. I'm like, wow, really? Right. And now I'm right. trying to There's figure no out, out you know how I'm gonna get there on October 17th because I got other stuff going on. I'm trying to rearrange my schedule.
1: Yeah, it. I mean. Really, if you can make it out, there's no excuse. The tickets are very affordable. You know, if you're in Chicago, if you're in any of these surrounding cities, you need to just drive to Indianapolis. You got to do whatever you can um, and get there because, I mean, your blessing might be waiting on you, man. I I spoke in front of 5,000 people um, a couple weeks ago at the Neighborhood Awards with Steve Harvey and Lisa Nichols. Oh, my God. And um, one, dream come true to be on the stage with both my mentors. I opened up for them um, and they do this amazing thing where they tag team and um, just tell their story and people will be surprised. They will hear Steve Harvey share things that he's never shared before. Um, the real deal behind the scenes story about everything from when he began to like present day, and it is amazing. Um, I've heard it before, and I still tear up um, and cheer. And so, the just the experience having people come up, even in a room of five thousand people, there's always something that we hear that makes it feel like we came that like we came and that was just for us. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. sometimes you're at church and you're like, woo, this pastor is all in my business today, you know? Right, right. Like, that's how it was at, at the Act Like a Success um stop here in Atlanta. I had people coming up to me like, you don't understand what you said was just for me. Yeah. Like no one if no one, one of these other five thousand people in here <laughs> tell you anything, what you said was just for me. And so don't miss out on an opportunity to have that moment where you know that you came. You know, just for that, even if it's one thing. But with the with the with the heavy hitters on the stage, there's no way you can go wrong. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's no
0: insane. And on top of that, you're also doing the Act Like a Success tour. Yeah. With yeah. Steve Harvey and Grant Cardone is also on that tour, and Lisa Nichols. So you get to spend even more time with her.
1: Yes. It's oh, just, I love it's
0: it. just an amazing year. I can I just cannot stop talking about this. Oh, and you met Oprah.
1: And I met Oprah. Drops
0: mic, walks away. It's done. It's over. Enough <laughs> said.
1: And she told me that I was beautiful, Vern. I, right? <laughs> she told me that I was beautiful. What an awesome example of just a powerful woman in business in general. And just like watching the way her team prepares and how they are servant leaders. Like she has a brilliant staff around her. And their their number one objective, all of them, is to make sure that Oprah is happy (laughs) and that and that what like Oprah's lighting makes her happy and Oprah's cue cards make her happy and that teleprompter make her happy. They are run scurrying around two hours before a show to make sure that everything is in order. And I think it really speaks to the level of excellence that she demands around her. And that's why she's able to achieve what it is she wants to achieve in life. And I mean, it was a total example, not just meeting her, but just watching the way her staff and her employees just adore her. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are so sold out for the vision and the mission of what this woman, you know, has created. They are sold out for it.
0: That's insane. Did you get a chance to ask her any questions?
1: No, my only question really was, Oprah, can I take a picture with you? (laughs) <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're so beautiful. I don't know if I can get in the picture with you. You know, I was looking cute that day, Vern. I'm not going to lie. I was looking cute. I saw the picture. Yeah. You were looking cute. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I didn't. But can you mark my words? That is not the first time that I meet Oprah. Of course so, not. You know, for me, it was just planting the seed. I'm very clear that um, I will be back. I'll be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're already going to be sharing the stage with Tony Robbins, so just one step away.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 just man, I was in the room. I was in the building. That was that was good. I was behind the scenes in the green room, so you know, I wasn't fighting for any attention, but just in respect for her time. Yeah. You know, we just kind of it was it was a brief exchange, maybe no more than 4 minutes, but Man, when when you're around a powerhouse like that and the energy they exude, you really only need about 45 seconds.
0: Exactly. And, you know, those small little interactions with people where you're not like,
1: oh, my God,
0: and crying and passing out and folks having to come and put a towel on your head. And you're like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, just let me breathe, just let me breathe. <laughs> It's those little interactions where you're just cool, you're you're honored to meet them, you give them their space and let them go. Those are ones that are valuable.
1: Exactly, exactly. Those are the ones that are valuable.
0: So, with with your all of your success as far as speaking is concerned,
1: mm-hmm.
0: give us a, give us a tip for speakers because um I got a lot of speakers, authors, and coaches listening to the show, and that's who I coach. I coach speakers, authors, and coaches on building their brand and social media and how to use social media to network and get opportunities. How did you get some of the speaking opportunities that you've gotten this year? And just, well, yeah, over, I guess over the, just the past year, how did you get some of those? Were you submitting speaker proposals or were you, how'd you do it?
1: Yeah, it's a little hybrid. It's a hybrid. And one definitely making sure that people know that I'm open um, for speaking opportunities via social media So we include it, you know, in the newsletter. Um, We make sure that we tweet about it, that we share on my Facebook fan page that I'm available. So one of the blessings and curses of doing a lot is that people assume that you're not available. And Mm -hmm. so you got to make sure, on one hand, you want to look like you're out there and you want to make sure that people know that you're out and about. But you also have to let them know, and I'm still available (laughs) because they'll think like, Oh, she's too busy, so I'm not going to ask. So, one, always making sure that we're sharing in social media that I'm available. Um, Two, one of the big shifts that I made in the last year, which really increased my speaking, was um, creating BookTheMoneyMaven.com. And BookTheMoneyMaven.com is more of a one-stop shop um, for my speaking career. So people who are interested in booking me can get to know more about me. And I found before I separated the two, I used to have everything in one blog and now I have realmoneyanswers.com for my blog and for kind of just what's going on with me. And then I have booked the money maven separating it, allowed people to see that I am really a speaker. mhm because before they kind of took me as a blogger who likes to speak sometime <laughs> right. and book the money maven made it very much like, no, I'm a speaker and I have a blog that helps support my speaking, but it's it's not the other way around. So getting, you know, getting more focused with that. Um, definitely submitting things. There are opportunities that we submitted for FinCon is Mm -hmm. one of them. Um, so I'm really excited to, you know, go for my first time last year, being a newbie there and then come back as a speaker this year, um, is, is such an honor, but that was one that I submitted for. Um, and let's talk
0: about that for a minute because with, with FinCon last year, was that your first like financial conference ever? Yes, so you know, and we we met, and all kind of hit it off me, you brandy, uh you mm-hmm. I know you remember Brandy,
1: yeah, and she was she was speaking people. right, yeah,
0: so you know, it was um it was cool, but you were an attendee. I did a media thing there, so I was you know taking pictures and blogging about stuff for them, but you had to submit a speaker proposal,
1: I did. I did. And I, I mean, I knew that eventually when I first heard about FinCon and would see the lineups, I knew that that was something that I wanted to work toward. Um, and when I went last year, you know, I went and I invested in going so that one, I could build relationships two, I met PT, um, Philip Taylor, who is the founder of FinCon and, and you know, just kind of networked with him about what I was up to and what I had plans to do Um, what else did I do? I mean, I met a lot of the brands that sponsored the event and was really just just introducing myself to that community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was very clear, though, that I would like to go back as a speaker one day. I did not know that it would be the very next year, <laughs> <laughs> but I I was clear about I wanted to go and learn as much as I could, but also um, be strategic about some of the people that I would meet and who I would align myself with, and then even meet in person those people that I had become friends with via Facebook and Twitter, um, wanting to see them in person. And so, you know, it paid off. I made a submission and heard back almost immediately that I had that I was chosen. Um, And so, you know, I don't feel like I'm ever too big to submit you know if there's something that i want to do and that i want to go after i'm going to i'm going to do it i'm going to put together a package i'm going to take the time to write a good proposal it wasn't a cookie cutter thing that i do everywhere because this is with my peers mm-hmm. so it's not the same thing that i do on a daily basis so this is a totally different presentation Um, it was a totally different proposal for me, but I stayed up at three o'clock in the morning, wrote it, sent it (laughs) off (laughs) and got it done. And so we're always, my team and I are always looking for opportunities, um, to go out and speak at churches, conferences, colleges. Um, you know, I get a lot now because of the show, I get people that naturally reach out, but even without that, it's the same thing, you know, like it was with the magazines or the websites, if there's something you want to do, go to the site. The information that they have there listed is for a reason. If yeah. you want to know, how do I get involved? What do I do? You call, you email, and you don't give up after the first time because there might, you have to think about where people are and what they are going through. There might be a lot of submissions coming in. So you don't give up the first time. Like I said about Black Enterprise, if I have to email seven times, I'm going to email until I get what I want. I'm exactly. not going to be nasty. I'm not going to be sleazy. I'm not going to get on people's nerves, but I'm going to set a reminder in my calendar. And if I have to follow up every two or three weeks, I'll do that.
0: What does one of your follow-up emails look like?
1: Hey, just making sure you saw this. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, you know, it's just, I don't, I might approach it sometimes, uh, you know, as if it's a brand new email and maybe I put a different subject line, you know, I really, it, I think it's all in the subject line too, you know, so Sometimes it might I don't do stuff like, you know, blog entry or, you know, <laughs> what, like, what, what do I see people do? Like, it's just so boring. Like put your personality. Well, hopefully you have personality, but put a little personality in the subject line. Like for Hello Beautiful, I think I, re- I sent them something like um, um, best personal finance blogger in town or something like wants to contribute to HelloBeautiful.com. Like, wow. if, you're, yeah. if you're getting the emails, who's not going to at least, even if you think I'm crazy, like, who's not going to at least open it? And right. then I, you know, of course, I'm very professional, you know, and I'm like, and here are samples of my work. Here are things that I've done before that I could totally see on Hello Beautiful. I always start out by telling people what I like about what they're doing mm-hmm. and what I and where I see that there is maybe a, a space for me to contribute. Oh, so that's,
0: that's significant. So you're not just going in with. Um, hey, I want to write for your thing, and this is about me, and look at how great I am. It's, hey, you know, this is something I think you guys are doing right. I really love this and love what you're doing here and there. And, oh, by the way, this is where I think I could fit in.
1: Right. And here, exactly. And here's a sample of, of what I've done in the past that I think would be perfect and be a great fit. And I tell them Why? You know, because it's the it's the right tone. It appears to me that the tone of, you know, the tone of your work is a, a sister friendly girlfriend type of friendly vibe. You know, whatever it is, you know, you look at it and and here is some of my writing that speaks to that audience, Right. you know, and then send them your best piece of work. And if you're not if you're come on now, if you have a bunch of grammatical errors and misspelled things. um, Yeah, you got to cut that out. Like you can't send that off as a sample of your work, and then and then be mad when people don't reply. Like even if you have to get someone else to edit it the first time, send the best piece of work you can as a sample. So
0: yeah, have have a, have a friend proofread it.
1: <laughs> Please, somebody,
0: somebody. Oh, that, that is hilarious. Well, Patrice, we're right at an hour and. There's still so much stuff I could talk to you about. (laughs) It just is. Um, I did want to find out now, where are you going to be the rest of this month? Uh, Where can people find you at? Besides the Financial Bloggers Conference, which is September 18th through the 20-something. 21st, I think. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'll be at the Financial Bloggers Conference. Let's see. Well, first, uh, Monday, September 8th, I'll be back on the Steve Harvey Show. That's from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And I come on in the 9 o'clock hour. So I'll be on from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Um, On Monday the 8th, if you want to tune in, I always uh, take questions live, which Mm -hmm. is always fun. Um, And then I actually will be kicking off my Mindset and Money Masterclass on September 17th, um, which is through Steve Harvey's Radical Success Institute. So part of this whole, the launch of his new book, um, Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success, includes... You know, he just wants to do a lot more to empower the the community as, as a whole. And so teaching courses and having um, classes and the tour is all a part of that. And so I'm also a part of i uh, I'll be doing a 10 week course um, called the Mindset and Money Masterclass, which is my signature course um, through the institute. So you can go to act like a success dot com to hear more about that. And then um, I'll be in fin- New Orleans for FinCon. I'll be at Girls Who Rule the World, which is Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation's Girls Mentoring Weekend. And then I'm going to take some time for family. My 73-year-old father is getting remarried in Miami. Oh, my. <laughs> so I will be with my family, with my siblings from all over the country are coming in. And we're going to share a house <laughs> in Miami. And that should be... That sounds my, like
0: a reality my, show.
1: That, that is <laughs> definitely a reality show. So if you want to get pictures, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at Seek Wisdom PCW. That's Seek Wisdom PCW. Um, and then October, November, I'll be on the tours, um, both The Power of Success um, and Act Like a Success and all of that. So just keep up with me. Go to realmoneyanswers.com. Um, get some good real money answers. And, uh, you know, I'm here to serve you. I'm I'm here to serve. And I'm very grateful uh, to be your first repeat guest, Vern. So thank you for having me.
0: Well, hey, thank you for coming back on the show. And with that, we'll go ahead and say goodbye. Bye. Oh wow, that was amazing, right guys? Meeting Oprah on the stage with Tony Robbins and John C Maxwell. That is amazing. And Lisa Nichols and Grant Cardone, if you guys haven't read 10X, you got to read 10X, baby. <laughs> my my very sorry Grant Cardone uh impersonation, but yeah, you got to read 10X method. It is a it is a game changer. And everything that Patrice is doing is a game changer. I mean, she is doing it big. And it's been because of the hard work, perseverance, and grinding that she has been doing over the past year. And it is amazing. And I am so, so genuinely happy for her success. I really am. It, it just thrills me to see her having so much fun and growing so much at the young, tender age of 33. So, guys, there is no excuse for you not to get on the ball and get your stuff together. Get out there and start taking radical Action, Immediate radical action is what she mentioned in the podcast for what it is that you want. Those opportunities are out there. You literally just have to go after them. So, yeah, this was a fun episode for me. As you can tell, I know Patrice and, you know, we talk off and on. It's just always fun to have just a good conversation with her. So I really do appreciate her coming back on the podcast and taking some time out of her busy schedule because she has a lot of stuff going on, as you guys heard. You can catch both myself and Patrice live at fincon fourteen. That's FinConExpo.com. Check it out. I'll put a link in that to the show notes. That's happening next week, uh, September 17th through the 21st and in New Orleans. And so I'm looking forward to that. I haven't been to New Orleans in a long time and never actually as an adult. So this is going to be a fun time to actually be in New Orleans for me. So I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing all you guys from the Financial Bloggers Conference that I met last year. And, of course, meeting some new people. Chris Ducker is going to be there. Finally, he's in the U.S. I'm going to get a chance to meet him. I've never actually met him in person, so that's going to be fun. Lots of other people there looking forward to the conference. Um, look out. There's going to be some new stuff coming on the podcast introduced mindset Monday last week. I really would like to know how you guys feel about it. There are a lot of people downloading it. And so I'm taking it. You guys like it. And also shouts out to people leaving reviews on iTunes, ratings and reviews. Thank you so much for that. It helps every last one of those helps more earballs <laughs> and more people find the uh find the podcast. So thanks shout out to um Lisa Cummings from 100K Career Q&A. Awesome podcast, really fun person if you ever get a chance to check out that podcast. Definitely make sure you check out and leave her a rating and a review. Five stars, please. All right, guys, thanks a lot. And I really do appreciate you tuning into the podcast. And I will see you in the next episode.